Welcome to the Rhodes Church Podcast. We are so excited to connect with you. We hope that this podcast builds your faith and that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. We've been talking about I will build my church. We love the Bible here, so we get a little excited when we open our Bibles. So if you've got them, open them up to Matthew chapter 16. Getting there. You're getting there. You're warming up. Matthew chapter 16. We've been talking about, we started talking about this topic of I will build my church, the thing, phrase that Jesus said in September 24th. I looked back this morning, September 24th. Here we are, December 17th, and we're still not done. I intended to be done today, but I realized in the first service that was not going to happen. But that's all right. I will build my church. Have you found Matthew chapter 16 yet? Sermon notes are available in the Version Bible app. If you want to look there, note takers are world changers. Matthew 16, look at verse 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He said to them, But who who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed. Everybody say revealed. Underline that word revealed, circle it, highlight it, stare at it. You're going to need that. Flesh and blood or natural means has not revealed this information to you, this knowledge. You could not know it through natural means. But my Father who is in heaven has revealed this to you. And I say to you, and sorry, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. I will build my church being people, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Let me pray. Father, I just thank you for the reading of your word, and I pray, Holy Spirit, that you bring it alive. We pray against every deception of the enemy, and I pray that our hearts will burn on fire for your word. Lord, I thank you for revelation knowledge springing out in our hearts so that we can see you better, we can understand you, and we can know you. For your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. Notice what he says here in verse 18, on this rock I will build my church. What is this rock that he's talking about? This rock is what he says in 17, the flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. In other words, humanity, mankind, didn't tell you this information. You got this from my Father in heaven. And this is how I want to build my people. I want to build my people so that they're getting information from the Father in heaven that they could not get through natural means. This is how he wants to build Christians, right? So that we're not limited just by our natural brain, our natural logic, our common sense. We have that. There is a natural knowledge that's good, but there are also spiritual knowledge. There's also spiritual knowledge, and spiritual knowledge gives us access to know things that we could not know outside of God. So he says to this, uh, flesh and blood hasn't revealed. The word revealed there means to make known information that was previously hidden or unknown. So Jesus was saying, hey, the gates of Hades will not prevail against a person who's built on revelation knowledge or knowledge from the Father. What kind of information he's talking about? What kind of information does the Lord want to tell us? Well, what kind of information do you need to know? Whatever you need to know, God wants to tell you. Well, should I take that job or should I not? God wants to tell you that. We all need all kinds of information. Should I marry that person or not? That's a big one. You might want to check that one out. Should I date that person or not? That's a big one. You might want to check that out. Should I buy that house? Should I change my job? Should I move? 
Whatever it may be, you need to get information from God. And God wants to tell us all of that stuff. But too many times we're relying just on our own uh, intelligence to figure our way through life when we could get information from God. There's information available from heaven, and, but God wants to tell us. But here's what we need to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. We need to remember how God wants to give us this information. John chapter 4, verse 24, important. says, God is spirit. God is what? God is spirit. Is God a human? No. God is spirit. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So if God is spirit, we, excuse me, if God is spirit, we need to understand that revelation knowledge is communicated spiritually first. God is spirit, so how am I going to get information from God spiritually first? It's important. I'm not just waiting around for him to talk through the television. I'm not waiting around for him to come across my feed with something on social media. God's going to speak spiritually. Why? Because he is spirit. So if I'm going to grow and learn in God, I have to connect into my spirit and not just my natural. Let me tell you. So who's the source of this revelation knowledge? This is important. John chapter 16. Excuse me. John 16, verse 13. However, when he... The spirit of truth has come. This is Jesus talking. When the spirit of truth has come, the Holy Spirit, what's he going to do? He will guide you into how much truth? All truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. Make note. Holy Spirit hears and speaks. Jot that down. You'll need to know that. The Holy Spirit hears and speaks, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, Jesus. How will he glorify Jesus? For he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Now hold on. So here's what the Holy Spirit's going to do. He's going to take of what is Jesus's. He's going to take what he hears from him, because it says what he hears he will speak. So he'll take what he hears from Jesus, and he'll turn around and declare it to us. Next verse. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So what is the source of revelation knowledge of the Father and Jesus? Who's the one that's going to communicate that to you? Holy Spirit. So do we need to have a relationship with Holy Spirit? Only if we want to hear what the Father and Son has to say to us. We need to have Holy Spirit because he's the one who takes, he hears from the Father and the Son and he declares it to us, right? So that's what he's telling, he's telling us that the role of the Holy Spirit is. So now remember, when Jesus was building his church, he said, I'm going to build my church on this rock, revelation knowledge. And then he said, in Luke 24, you don't have to turn there, he said, wait for the promise of the Father. Because when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to guide you into all truth, and he's going to take of what is mine and declare it to you. So when he comes, you need that, all right? And then uh, he said, wait, in verse 20, uh, 48, 49 of Luke 24, wait for the promise of the Father until you're endued with power from on high. So the Holy Spirit's going to bring power. And then in Acts chapter 1, Jesus said, wait for the promise of the Father, verses 4 and 5, because I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. All right, just laying a foundation. So John, 
uh, uh, Luke said, the wait for the promise of the Father. Jesus said in Acts, wait for the promise of the Father. In John, Jesus said, the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to do two things, guide you into all truth, and he's going to take what he hears from the Father and the Son and declare to you. Have you got it? Yeah. I know that's a lot. But we need to understand the value of the Holy Spirit before I get into the next part. Okay? So we need to know he is the communicator from the Father and Son to us. He's the one who takes what he hears from them and declares it to us. So how do we get that information from Holy Spirit? That's a great question. Go to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Verse 1. I've said earlier that I'm, I'm going against every training for church growth strategies for a pastor. I'm this Sunday before Christmas and I'm speaking on Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. That's not something you're supposed to do on a Sunday morning to grow a crowd. But since we're not trying to grow a crowd, we're trying to grow believers. You need to hear this message because you may be like me. I went my whole life, never heard one sermon on speaking in tongues. Only thing I heard was it passed away with the disciples. Only thing I heard that it wasn't for us today. So if you've never heard it and it's important, then we need to study our Bible and we want to preach everything that's in the Bible. Acts chapter 2, verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord, with one accord, in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind that filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one set upon each of them. I've already talked about all this, but uh, you can catch that up on previous messages. And they were all filled. How many were filled? All. all. That's 120 people, according to Acts chapter 1, verse 15. So 120 people were all filled with the Holy Spirit. So if they're all filled with the Holy Spirit, what's going to happen? They're going to get power according to Acts 1.8. So power fills them. Number two, they're going to be guided into all truth. And the Holy Spirit's going to declare to them the things he hears from the Father and the Son. Is the Holy Spirit important? Only if we want power and we want to know what the Father and Jesus are saying, then that's why we need Holy Spirit. So they're all filled with Holy Spirit. That's good. That's check. We're filled with him. We're filled with him. And then what happened? They're all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to do what? Speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That's important. I'm reading out of the New King James. And a, a good translation for that would be as the Spirit told them what to say. So they began. Holy Spirit comes upon them. They're filled with Holy Spirit. And what happens? They begin to speak in tongues. Why speak in tongues? Because that's what happened. It wasn't because that's what they were told to do, because they didn't know what to do. There was no human manipulation of this act because it had never happened before. This is a pure move of God, and it's nothing that they had someone tell them, well, this is what you're supposed to do when you get filled with the Holy Spirit. Because nobody had been filled with the Holy Spirit prior to that. This is the first time that the Holy Spirit has come to the earth, and what happened? It didn't say they're all filled with the Holy Spirit and started doing cartwheels. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say they're all filled with the Holy Spirit and they started doing jumping jacks. It doesn't say they're all filled with the Holy Spirit and started rolling on the ground. It doesn't say any of that. What did they do? They're all filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking with tongues. So now we've got to deal with that scripture because it's in the Bible. 
that the Holy Spirit came. Jesus said, I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And boom, all of a sudden, they're all filled with the Holy Spirit. First time ever, nobody knew what to do. And then all of a sudden, they began to speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit told them what to say. So when that's in the Bible, we have to do something with it. Why did they begin to speak in tongues? It's a great question. The parts is important to see here as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. What does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit takes what he hears from the Father and the Son and tells it to us. So they're speaking as the Holy Spirit's telling them what to say. Where is the Holy Spirit getting what he's telling them what to say? He's getting it from the Father and the Son. That's why I laid that groundwork with the parts, so stay with me. Remember, he will take of what is mine, Jesus said, and declare it to you. So now the Holy Spirit's giving them utterance, telling them what to say. So they begin to say what they hear the Holy Spirit say. And the Holy Spirit's telling them what he's hearing from the Father and the Son. So when they're praying in tongues, they're saying what the Father and Son is telling the Holy Spirit what to tell them. It's not weird. It's not strange. It's just what the Father and Son are telling the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's telling them. It's a heavenly language that is flowing out of our spirit. So as I say it back, as I say what the Holy Spirit is saying back to him, I'm declaring back to God the things that he told the Spirit, the Spirit told my spirit, and I'm agreeing with it out of my own mouth. But they had to begin to speak. Notice what it says, they began to speak as the Holy Spirit told them what to say. I used to think this. I used to think, okay, even when I thought it was possible, I thought, okay, some people speak in tongues, some people do, but God doesn't want me to have it. Or maybe God doesn't want everybody to have it. So I thought, well, it'll just, if God wants me to have it, it'll just come on me. So I just began to sit there and wait, Lord, if you want me to speak in tongues, let her happen, Captain. (laughs) And I just sat there. Nothing happened. Why? Because I've got to speak what the Holy Spirit's telling me to speak. If I won't speak it, it won't come out. People have wrongfully thought baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking tongues is something that's out of their control that will just come on them. And that's not what it is. They began to speak, so the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. The Holy Spirit told them what to say, and when the Holy Spirit told them what to say, they just began to say it because they didn't know they weren't supposed to say it because they weren't taught that it had passed away yet. They hadn't been taught that it was of the devil. Nobody had preached that sermon to them because no one ever spoke in tongues before. So now they begin to speak in tongues as the Holy Spirit tells them what to say. So what's the value of the speaking in tongues? Well, some people said, well, they only spoke in tongues because if you'll read the rest of chapter 2 here, it's because uh, there were people from other countries there and God used that one-time thing to speak to them in their own language. But notice what it says in verse, uh, let's jump down to verse 6. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak, heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, look, are not all these who speak Galileans? How is it that we hear, underline that, we hear each in our own language in which we were born? 
And it tells all the countries and the areas where they're from. Jump to verse 11. Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. We hear them speaking in our own tongues. It does not say that the disciples or the 120 people in the upper room were speaking all of these languages. It tells us that they were all hearing their own language. So was the miracle that all of a sudden 120 people knew all of these languages or was the miracle that God caused everyone there to hear in their their own language as they spoke in tongues? Because the, the tongues didn't come just to bring translation of another language. If that was the case, then what about Acts chapter 10 and Acts chapter 19 where those people spoke in tongues and there was no need for a language translation? So again, when these things, these arguments come up, we've got to be able to take them to the Bible and say, wait a minute, that's not what the Holy Spirit was doing. They heard in their own language. It doesn't say that they spoke in other languages. It's important, important. All right, so what's the Holy Spirit doing? Why do we want to pray in tongues? Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Oh man, this is good. This is so good. People have made this out to be controversial and it is one of my favorite things to talk about. One of my favorite things to talk about because it changed my life. Changed my life. Didn't make me more saved. Didn't make me better than someone, someone else. It made me better than me without it. You're not a better person than any other person because you speak in tongues. You're better than you without it. It's not a comparison. We're not trying to compete with other churches. They come to our church because we speak in tongues. No, all the churches need to be speaking in tongues. It's for every church. It's for the Baptist church, the Christian church, Episcopalian church, Presbyterian church, Catholic church, every church I left out, Church of God in Christ, Second Baptist, Third Baptist. It doesn't matter. All of them, General Baptist. It's for everybody. Church of the Nazarene. I'm just trying to think of them as they come up to me, whatever they are. <laughs> It'll be a long list. It's for all. So why do we want to pray in tongues? Why did they do that on the day of Pentecost? Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Are you there? All right. It says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Everybody say desire. desire. Desire means to have active interest, passion, and enthusiasm for something. To be zealous for it or to covet it. Desire spiritual gifts. That's not the idea of, well, you know what, if God wants me to have it, he'd give it to me. No, that's not what our Bible teaches. That's what people teach. That's what we say, well, I, you know, if God wants me to have that, he'll give it to me. But other than that, I'm fine. What do you mean I'm fine? Jesus said, wait for the promise of the Father. And this is what I did. I came to a place like, okay, I see in the Bible, I see the scriptures, but I'm good without it. If I say I'm good without it and Jesus says, wait till you get the promise of the Father, who knows more about what I need, me or Jesus? I'm going to vote for Jesus. Because I think he knows that I need Holy Spirit versus I'm comfortable with it or not. I need to get comfortable with what the Bible says and not what I feel. So it says desire spiritual gifts. That's not a, well, if it happens, it happens. No, it's zealous for it. It's pursuing it. It's hungering for it. It's enthusiasm. It's passionate. Get passionate about spiritual gifts. Why? Because it's a benefit to us. It's helpful to us. Pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Prophecy is to speak in a known language. In other words, for most people here, that would be English. 
speak in a known language inspired by God. Look at verse 2. For he who speaks in a tongue. All right, right there, Paul just validated speaking in tongues. Notice he did not spend a lot of time arguing and explaining whether tongues was for them or not. He just said, he who speaks in a tongue. This was many years after the day of Pentecost. So people said, well, that passed away with the disciples. Well, if it passed away with the disciples and there were 120 in the room, which disciples are we talking about passing away? And what about the people in Corinth that he's talking to them about speaking in tongues? They were not part of the disciples. I'm just addressing issues that get brought up to me. Well, we don't do that. Why not? Well, because it's, it's not for today. Well, it was for the first Corinthians people, and I pray in tongues, so if I pray in tongues, then we mean it's not for today. Am I of the devil? <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's up for debate, maybe. <laughs> Praise the Lord. For, for he who speaks in a tongue, look what, look what happens, does not speak to men, but to who? But to God. So when we speak in tongues, when we pray in tongues, we don't speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. Can anybody relate with that? You ever prayed in tongues and have no idea what you're saying? That's biblical. The Bible says that. If you'll jump over in verse 14 real quickly, it says, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Don't be discouraged when you don't understand what you're saying when you pray in tongues. That doesn't mean nothing is being said. It means what I'm saying is not understood. If someone comes up to me, you ever had someone come up to you and speak in a foreign language? Don and I just went on a trip, and they spoke Spanish. And me uh, hablo espanol un poquito. That's about all I got right there. Sounded pretty good, didn't it? So I, I begin to say things like, hey, buenos dias, como esta? And they were like, oh, and I'm like, oh, easy, easy. Slow down. Slow down. I just gave you everything I had in good morning. So they're saying a lot of words, and I'm not understanding them. But are they still words? Do they have understanding? Yes, but I don't have it. When I'm praying in tongues, I don't have understanding up here, but that doesn't mean there isn't understanding. It doesn't mean what's being said out of my mouth doesn't have meaning. It just means I don't understand it with my brain. That's what Paul's saying. So when he speaks in a tongue, does not speak to men, but he speaks to God for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks what? Mysteries. He speaks mysteries. When we pray in tongues... We're talking to God, to God. And what are we speaking? We're speaking mysteries. Remember, what did Jesus say? That flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, but my Father who's in heaven. What does the Holy Spirit do? He takes what he hears from the Father and Son and declares it to us. So whenever I'm speaking what the Holy Spirit's giving me utterance in Acts chapter 2 verse 4, then now I'm declaring mysteries that the Holy Spirit has heard from the Father and the Son. I'm speaking them back to God. Are you following with me? I'm laying down why do we want to pray in tongues? Because we're speaking mysteries that we don't even know of. We're speaking what the Holy Spirit's hearing from the Father and the Son, and I want to speak those mysteries, but they come to my spirit and not to my brain. 
So don't shut down because, well, that doesn't make any sense. Paul says in verse 14 it won't make any sense. He says in verse 2, no one understands it, but that doesn't mean it's not of God. Make sense? So he speaks mysteries. So what's happening when I pray in tongues? I'm speaking mysteries. Uh, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's just go here. I think this is where we need to go for today. Seemed to flow this way in the first service. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Mm -hmm. So when I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, not my brain, not my logic. And who am I talking to? Am I talking to people or am I talking to God? Talking to God. So speaking in tongues is a given as far as it is it for today. I mean, I think scripturally we've validated that. We've validated some last week. We're talking about it again. If we love the Apostle Paul, let me say it this way. Let me go back to that. We just, pre we just taught out of 1 Corinthians 14. Do we, do we believe the Apostle Paul's writings? Yes. So 1 Corinthians 13 is called the love chapter. And I used to hear all kinds of sermons quoted out of 1 Corinthians 13. They love to preach 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. But 1 Corinthians chapter 12, that talks about the gifts of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, that talks about tongues. Those chapters, for some reason, were off limits. It's the same letter to the same people written at the same time. So if 1 Corinthians 13 didn't pass away, then how come 12 and 14 passed away? Just questions. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Are you there? All right, verse 6. Remember, let me, let me read this to you so you don't forget it. 1 Corinthians 14. He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to, to, to who? To God. How many people understand him? says no one. However, in the Spirit, in the Spirit, so he's speaking in the Spirit and he's speaking mysteries. Remember that. So now look at verse 6. However... We speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing, but we speak the wisdom of God in a... Did you catch that? We speak, we got to speak it out, we speak the wisdom of God in a, in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. So whenever we pray in tongues, we are speaking mysteries. What are those mysteries? Those mysteries is the wisdom of God that he's telling the Holy Spirit to declare to us. So I'm literally declaring the wisdom of God in the Spirit when I'm praying in tongues. If we speak the wisdom of God which he's ordained before for our glory, verse 8, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But this is why the devil hates when we pray in tongues, because he does not know what we're saying. He does not know. He, do, he cannot connect with that heavenly language, so he doesn't know what we're praying about. We don't even know what we're praying about. Verse 9, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered in the heart of the man the things which God has prepared Prepared for those who love. You know what prepared means? Prepared means it's ready. Not like it's cooking, like it's on the table. Like it's sitting there waiting for you to plop down, get a fork, and dig in. 
So there are things that are ready for us that God has prepared that eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, hasn't even entered into my heart yet. So how am I going to know what God has prepared for me? Turn the page. Verse 10. But God has revealed. Ding, ding, ding. Where do we get the word revealed from? Matthew 16. My Father in heaven has revealed this to you, Peter. Flesh and blood couldn't tell you this. And look what he says. But God has revealed them to us through his... Through his what? His Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit. So how do we get to know the eyes, the things that eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, and entered into my heart. It's when I pray in the Spirit, God reveals to my spirit, through His Spirit, the things that I couldn't know on my own. Man, this is so exciting. How are we going to know what God's trying to tell us? We need to pray in the Spirit. We need to pray in tongues more. We need to pray in tongues more than we've ever prayed in tongues because we realize now it's not weird, it's necessary. It's necessary because the Holy Spirit's one to tell me mysteries. So when I pray in the Spirit, I'm talking to God and I'm declaring mysteries. What mysteries are they? The things that my eyes haven't seen, my ears haven't heard, nor did entered in my heart. The things that God has prepared for me. So I'm going to pray in the Spirit and God speaks to the Spirit. Why? Because God is Spirit. We've got to get out of our natural world and connect into the spiritual world. We're using natural logic, natural reasoning, natural mind to try and live a spiritual life and wonder why we struggle. We cannot get through our spiritual life with natural means. We can only do it through spiritual means. That's why we can't put our Bible on the shelf and just want to spend all of our time going through our social media feed. We have to have a connection with our spirit because your spirit is who you are. You are a spirit being who lives in a body and has a, has a mind and a soul. So we have to understand if my spirit wants to connect with God, I've got to connect with him spiritually and not through the TV. Oh, Jesus. Are you with me so far? But God has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things Yes, the deep things of God, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him. How will we know the things that God wants us to know? Only the spirit on the inside of us can connect us to what God wants us to know. I will not figure my way through my relationship with Jesus. He's going to communicate to my spirit. How's he going to communicate to my spirit? One way he's going to communicate to my spirit is by praying in tongues. Well, I think there's other ways. That's fine. That's fine. But let's not overlook one important one right here in the Bible. Because how is the Holy Spirit even going to guide me into all truth if I don't have a relationship of communication with him? We're just trying to debunk some false teaching when it comes to praying in tongues. People say, well, I just don't want to do that. I, I understand it's uh, there. I understand it's real. But I just don't want to do it. Why would we not want to do something that Holy Spirit wants us to do? Why would we not do something? Jesus is trying to tell us mysteries because he doesn't want the devil to know, doesn't want anybody else to know, so he's not going to post it on Instagram. But he's wanting to download it into your spirit. Let me use this example. How many has ever got on your phone and on the settings app icon there that has like the gears? And it has a little red one come on it, and you click on it, and it says a general, and it means software update. 
I don't know if you're like me, but when I see that, I have to do the update. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just have to. I just like download and install right now. Download and install right now. I just, I see it. If I see it, if I'm holding your phone and I see the one and you've not updated your phone, there is a very strong chance. So if you don't want the update, don't hand me your phone. I'll be like, I just feel better on my iPad or something. There are times I'm tormented. I shouldn't be saying all this. This doesn't matter. But like I'm, I'm like trying to get ready. I'm ready to com- uh, connect to my laptop and my iPad. I'm getting ready to put my sermon on the iPad, but I see a notification that I've got to update. And I'm like, I know if I hit update, then it's going to freeze it for a while and I'm not going to give a sermon. I've got a certain amount of time to get up here to the front. And I'm like, do I update? I can't do the update right now. But anyway, I digress. So when you do hit the update and that moment of refreshing comes upon you, you have that little, <laughs> sorry, I'm just joking. You have that little progress bar, right, that starts going. Your phone goes black and it has this little bar. What's happening? Your phone has connected to the wherever, right? I don't know who and I don't know where, but it's connected somewhere to someone, and it's communicating and downloading information into that phone that I don't know. Because the powers that be have determined that my phone needs something it currently doesn't have. And I said, download. I have a choice whether to download or not. Now, obviously, my choice has been made. But for, <laughs> sorry, I was going to say something else, but stay focused, Chad. You have a choice whether to download or not. And once you hit download, all of a sudden it starts bringing in information. I don't know what that information is, but the powers that be have determined that it is a bug fix or an improvement for my phone. You know what I'm talking about? This is what I compare to why praying in the Spirit is important. That when I begin to pray in tongues, my spirit prays to God and I'm connecting with him and I begin to download mysteries into my spirit that I don't know what I'm saying, but the designer, the creator says, I've got some things I want to tell you that your eyes haven't seen, your ears haven't heard. It hasn't entered into your heart yet, but I'm going to download it into your spirit. So I will just sit there and pray in tongues and imagine the progress bar going across me that as soon as it gets full, I'm like, yes, I got everything that he wanted to tell me. Why do we want to pray in tongues? Because there's things God wants to tell you that's not going to come through your ears. It's not going to come through your natural means. He wants to tell it into our spirit. Look what he says. Now we receive not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things which have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak. Not in words, but check this out. Not in words which man's wisdom teaches. So there are words that man's wisdom teaches, but there are also words which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So now I can speak natural words that man teaches me, and I can also speak spiritual words that the Holy Spirit teaches me. 
What am I doing? This is in context of speaking the wisdom. Why, why do I pray in tongues sometimes? When I'm praying in the Spirit, I don't even know what I'm saying, but I know that my Spirit is talking to God, and I'm just downloading whatever He's wanting to do. I may think about my family. I may think about a situation. You need to pray in tongues before you take a test. Pray in tongues before you go into a job interview. Pray in tongues before you make a decision. You need to pray in tongues all the time. Anytime before I'm getting ready, if I'm getting ready to have a meeting, with someone. I will go, I will go to the bathroom and I will pray in tongues in the bathroom until I go into the meeting. Why? Because I just want to download just anything he wants to tell me before I go in there because I'm not leaning on Chad's wisdom. I'm re- leaning on the, the wisdom of Holy Spirit. So if you see me in the bathroom before we have a meeting, you know what I'm doing. <laughs> Look at verse 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. All right, right here is the limitation. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So we speak these things not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. But our natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They're foolishness. How many people have said speaking in tongues is foolish? How many people have taught that speaking in tongues is foolish? How many have felt? You don't have to raise your hand. You felt or heard or thought this is foolishness. You've tried it. You've been speaking in tongues. Maybe, maybe you receive Holy Spirit and you begin to pray in tongues, and then you're like, this is just foolish. I'm, this doesn't make any sense what I'm saying. I'm wasting my time. Listen, just because I don't understand it doesn't mean it's not understandable, i.e. Spanish, i.e. German, i.e. whatever other language you don't know. They understand. They're communicating fluently. The other people, I would say something, they would start talking amongst themselves. They knew exactly what they're talking about. It was understandable. It was just beyond my understanding. When I pray in tongues, I can't be limited to my understanding. I've got to receive it in my spirit, and then I've got to pray, Lord, reveal it to me through spiritual means first, and then it comes into my natural. But look what he says. It's foolish to them because it's spiritually discerned. But he who's spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. Here's what we need to do when we're following what God wants to give us and how he wants to immerse us in Holy Spirit and begin to pray in tongues. What is the benefit? Flip back to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I'm going to close here. Speaking wisdom. 1 Corinthians 14. Look at verse... Uh, Two again, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Does anybody want to speak mysteries from heaven? Anybody want to speak mysteries that are coming straight from the Father and the Son? The Holy Spirit's telling us. Like, ah, it just doesn't make any sense. The Holy Spirit's job, take what he hears from the Father and the Son, declare it to us. When we speak in tongues, my spirit speaks, but my mind, there's no understanding. Verse 3, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men, to people, but he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Jude chapter 1, verse 20, there's only one chapter in it, but Jude 20 says, are you building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit? Here's another thing that praying in tongues does. Praying in tongues edifies us or builds us up spiritually. Anybody feel like they need to be built up sometimes, need to be edified? We need to use and operate the gift of praying in tongues. What does he do? He says right here, Paul, the Apostle Paul, the one who wrote 
uh, all, the, all those popular scriptures, all the, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We love that scripture. Well, that same Paul wrote that he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Well, I don't believe in that. Well, then we shouldn't believe in all things, uh, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because it's the same writer. We've got to take these scriptures and bring them to the surface that people's never been taught. And they're like, oh, that's all confusing. It's not confusing. It's just undertaught or taught against. And I'm saying it not to make us something special, but for you to utilize the gifts that God wants to give you, you need to pray in tongues more. If you're not at all, then start today. Well, how do I start today? We're going to pray and you can receive Holy Spirit, be baptized in Holy Spirit, and you can begin to speak in tongues. Well, I'm not sure I want to do that. Why not? Why not? Look what he's saying. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Why would we not want to? Be edified. Look at verse 5. I wish you all spoke with tongues. What, Paul? What are you saying, Paul? You wish we all spoke in tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesied is greater than he who speaks in tongue with tongues, unless, 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 indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. What is that saying? Prophecy is like me speaking in English to you. Tongues is me obviously speaking in a heavenly language. Here's what it's saying. When I speak in English, it edifies you and builds you up because you understand. But when I pray in tongues, you don't understand, I don't understand, but it edifies me. Right? So speaking in front of people, he's saying it's better to prophesy than speak in tongues because you won't understand me. If I get up and I begin the sermon and say, okay, I'm just going to begin speaking in tongues and I just start going in tongues, you will not be built up because you won't understand. I will be built up. I will be feeling great. I will be edified, that's what the Bible says. But you will not be edified because you don't understand. So when you're talking to people, he's saying when you're communicating in a, in a church setting like this, this is why it says, listen, I would rather you prophesy unless there's interpretation. This is one thing I, I, uh, I like. When some people will say, well, like they don't believe in tongues, but they have one scripture they've heard in their life, so they think that's their only theology on tongues. Well, it has to be interpreted. But like you really don't even believe in speaking in tongues, but you know that one scripture. What needs to be interpreted is whenever you're addressing people to edify them, it needs to be interpreted. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says the gift of tongues and gift of interpretation of tongues. So if I begin to give a message in tongues to you, it needs to be interpreted for it to edify you, not for it to be godly. Oh, I'm wrestling up some religious. You want Bible for that, don't you? We got extra time in this service. Verse 14. Go to chapter 14, verse 14. Because I may not get back to this, so let's just lay it all out on here and we'll be done. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Look, this is important though, get it. For, therefore, man, I, re, I need to go verse by verse to this whole chapter, but I'm not going to do it right now. For if I, verse 14, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, that's praying in tongues. That's what Paul said. I will pray in tongues, and I will also pray with the understanding. That's praying in English or praying your known language. Paul said, I'm going to do both. I will sing with the Spirit so you can also sing in tongues. 
or I will also sing with the understanding. So you can do both. Oh, I can pray in tongues. I can sing in tongues. And I can pray in English. And I can pray in, and sing in English. Otherwise, if you bless with the Spirit, what that's talking about, if I bless with the Spirit in tongues, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed, you, say amen at your giving of thanks since he does not understand what you say? So he's saying, if I pray in tongues or sing in tongues, the one who's uninformed, how are they going to say amen if it's not interpreted? Verse 17, for indeed you give thanks well, but the other is not edified. So in other words, I've had people say this. Well, if there's any tongues in church at all, it has to be interpreted. No, that's not true. It's not true. Only thing that needs to be interpreted is what's given to the masses as a message. And the reason it needs to be interpreted is for people to be edified. Otherwise, they're, gonna, they're not going to understand. Look at that verse. It says, you give thanks well. You, you're praying in tongues. That was beautiful. That's wonderful. But they're not going to be edified. So a person can give a message in tongues and it not be interpreted and it still be of God, but we won't be edified. Oh, we're going deep in it today. So do we want it to be interpreted? Yeah, yeah, so we can all be edified. But I've heard people say, well, that wasn't of God because it wasn't interpreted. How do you know that the interpreter wasn't sitting on the interpretation and didn't have the courage to get up in front of people and give it? people judging things all the time. If there are any tongues, you come up, stand in worship, and you stand beside me, there's a 99.99999% chance you're going to hear a lot of tongues. And if you nestle up close to me and you say, oh, we're in church, that has to be interpreted, I will say, excuse me, I'm not talking to you. But if I get up on the mic and now I just start preaching for five or seven minutes in tongues, that's a message to you. And it will not edify you unless it's interpreted. But it could still be a message from God in me. It just needs to be interpreted to edify you. So if I say, okay, I'm going to give my message in tongues, they're going to wait for the interpretation. And all of a sudden it's crickets. Nobody gets up and gives the interpretation. I'm on the hook here. I'm like waiting on the interpretation. Because I know I did what God told me to do. I gave the message in tongues. And now I'm waiting for someone else to obey and give the interpretation. And someone's sitting out there, and they've only got one word. And they're like, that can't be God. That can't be God. But God's speaking to them. Get up, and I'll give you the rest of the message. Oh, I can't do it. I can't get up in front of those people. So they sit on it. So there's no interpretation given. And so then people in the crowd go, that wasn't of God. Yes, it was. But Joe Bob over here. I'm just joking around. You see how that can work? Right? So the Bible gives us plain. If we went through verse by verse, and I would love to, maybe whenever the Lord give me an opportunity. Tongues is so valuable, friends. The Holy Spirit hears what he hears from the Father and the Son and declares it to me. When I pray in the Spirit, I'm downloading, speaking mysteries and wisdom of God. Eye hasn't seen it, ear hasn't heard it, hasn't even entered into my heart yet. I don't even know what I'm praying, but when I speak in tongues, I pray in tongues, then I know even though my mind is unfruitful, my spirit is praying to God. And he's communicating things that I could not know naturally. So would you stand to your feet with me this morning? Let's do this. (laughs) 
We're going to have all of you begin to speak in tongues at the same time. No, let's, let's do this. Don't get nervous. You don't have to hold your spots, please. I'd like to say a lot of funny things right now, but I don't want anybody to think I'm serious. Well, <laughs> like, I had a guy come up to me one time. Did I say this earlier? Maybe I did. I came up to me and, and said, uh, just, I never met the guy before in my life. I said, hey, have you, have you uh, been filled with the Holy Spirit? I said, uh, yes, sir, I have. He said, so you, you speak in tongues? I said, yes, sir, I do. He said, oh, let me hear you. <laughs> like, bro, I, bro, I don't know you, okay? I don't talk to men, I talk to God. He said, no, let me hear you. So it's something that I didn't realize I could turn on and turn off whenever I let the Holy Spirit speak through me. I thought it had to be some major, powerful, emotional thing before I could pray in the Spirit. But he, they said they spoke in tongues as the Holy Spirit told them what to say. Do you know what the Holy Spirit can tell you what to say while you're in your car? It's not just a church. Too many people are saving their tongues for the church. I'm going to teach something right here. We need to be praying tongues out of church more than we are in church. If the only time you pray in tongues is at church, oh, come on, you're missing out. You're missing out. You need to pray in tongues. As soon as you get out of bed, pray in tongues. Before you, before you go into the office, pray in tongues. Before you go to school, before, before you take that big exam, pray extra in tongues. So let's pray. Let's do this. Bow your heads with me. Let's ask Holy Spirit to come. If you've never, you're at one of our locations, you're at Mount Carmel or Carlinville, you're watching E-Road's family, and you have never heard this, and man, the Lord just dropped bombs in your heart today. And you say, either one of two things. One, I've never prayed in the Spirit before. I've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, never been filled with the Holy Spirit, and I've never prayed in tongues, and I want to. If that's you, Jesus wants to do it for you today. It's simple. It's very simple. He wants to do it. If you want to do it, he wants it more than you. Number two, if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but it's been a long time or you've stopped praying in tongues, you just felt like it wasn't doing anything, for whatever reason you backed off, then God wants to refresh you and remind you the value of praying in tongues. That you're speaking wisdom of God in a mystery. Why am I saying these syllables? It's a mystery. It's the wisdom of God. Speak them. Speak them. Eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, hasn't entered in the heart of man the things that God has prepared for you. So pray into them before you see them. Pray into them before you hear them. Pray into them before your heart even knows about them. We have a tool at our disposal called the Spirit, and I can pray into things I had no idea were available to me. So if you're desiring, just... Maybe you're not even born again. Maybe you're not a Christian. And you say, I want to give my life to Jesus. Today's the day. Maybe you've ran away from God. You have no relationship with God. But God's calling you today. We're, I said earlier, time is short. It's time to get the gospel out to all the nations. It's time, to, it's time to get people filled with the Holy Spirit. It's time to take on the assignment to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Whether it's Effingham, Evansville, wherever God wants us to go, it doesn't matter. It's his kingdom. It's his assignment. We just have to preach the gospel, the full gospel, the whole Bible, because Jesus wants to build his church. He wants to build us up, and one of the ways he builds us up is through communion and communication with Holy Spirit. So if you desire to be filled, fresh filled, newly filled with Holy Spirit, just stick your hands out. 
and just begin to ask him, say, Jesus, fill me with Holy Spirit. Father, I ask you to come in the name of Jesus. I just surrender to you, Lord. Now come, confirm this word with signs following and baptize those that are desiring, those who are hungry, those who are wanting more. Fill them right now in Jesus' name, I pray. I pray, Lord, that you come and fill fresh with Holy Spirit. Come on, just receive. Maybe you've never heard this before. This is so new to you, and you're trying to process it. That's why I tried to lay it out in scriptures for you to just believe the Bible. This is not something that the Rhodes Church believes. This is just the Bible for whosoever, for all believers, all Christians. You need to speak mysteries, the hidden mysteries of God. You need to pray into those. It needs to flow out of your heart. John 7 says, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. And Jesus said, this he spoke concerning the Holy Spirit. So as the Holy Spirit speaks things to you, you begin to speak them. you got to speak it out. You can whisper it in your breath right there just to yourself, but you will have to speak it. So right now, just begin to say those things. If you can pray in the Spirit, begin to pray in the Spirit right now. If you're waiting for something you understand, you will never get it. Paul told us, my mind is unfruitful. No one understands it, but in the spirit. My spirit prays when I pray in tongues. My spirit prays, my mind, no one understands it, but my spirit is speaking mysteries. So go ahead and just begin to speak what the Holy Spirit is giving you utterance, what the Holy Spirit is telling you. You gotta speak it out. Speak mysteries over your family. Speak mysteries over your life. Eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, not entered into your heart yet, but you speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Release it, church. Just release out of your belly rivers of living water. Speak as the Holy Spirit tells you. It's not something to be afraid of. It's something to embrace. It's something to run to. It's something to say, yes, Lord, I want to speak mysteries in my life. I want to be empowered by Holy Spirit in my life. Come on, just begin to engage. Pray into that. Pray into that, Lord. We just praise you. Fill us all fresh, God. Fill me fresh. Fill me fresh. Come on, keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying for just a few moments. Keep praying. Just keep building yourself up on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Be edified this morning by praying in tongues. You pray, she who prays in tongues edifies himself, edifies herself. Come on, be edified, brother. Be edified, sister. Let the Holy Spirit strengthen you on the inside. Be strengthened in the inner man. Come on, let the Holy Spirit encourage you today. Let him strengthen you today. Let him empower you today. Boy, I feel him. I feel him here. He is working in our spirits. Engage, engage. Speak what he's saying into your heart. It may sound like nonsense to you, but it sounds like music to the ears of the Father. Come on, just a couple more, couple more minutes. Just keep praying. Keep praying. Someone around you is getting encouraged. I needed to be encouraged by somebody else praying in the Spirit. I needed to know that I could do it and I wouldn't be foolish. I needed to know that I wouldn't sound like a fool. I needed somebody to give me some encouragement around me so that I had the strength to say what the Holy Spirit was telling me because what the Holy Spirit was telling me didn't make any sense. 
Pray it out. Pray it out. We're praying to God. We're not giving a message to the church. We don't need to interpret this. This is just praying to God. We're not talking to men. We're not talking to people. We're praying to God. Thank you, Lord. Build your church, Lord. Build your church. Build us on the Holy Spirit. Build our faith, God. Lord, I pray that mysteries will be downloaded into our hearts today. Lord, I pray for wisdom to be downloaded into our hearts. Mysteries of heaven, mysteries of heaven over your job, over your family, over what God's wanting to do in your life. Come on, download them. The progress bar is going. That progress bar is going across the screen. Just a couple more, just a couple more. Get everything that he has for you. Get all the bug fixes you need today. Get them, download them into your spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is not passed away. This is fresh and ready for the taking. There's nothing passed away with the apostles, friends. It's going on all around you. It's going on all around the world. It is working and moving in lives. Embrace it. Embrace him. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to give, please visit us at theroads.church. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our latest sermons.